And ladies and gentlemen, welcome Yo! back to of the Sports Cave. Sorry, we I are took your thunder on that one. I'm Robbie. That's Zach. I, I am a little fearful, Zach, because we are supposed Uh-oh. to get heavy storms. Although, knock on wood, haven't lost power in a heavy storm in a long time. That's why I knocked on wood. But you uh, lose power, I'll solo dog this motherfucker. I'll I'll take us home. Uh, you have to take home via the podcast because on Twitch, unfortunately, your audience will not be able to see the rest. That's what true. do you mean you can't hear? You're so full of lies. He's not full of lies. All right. Dude. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They heard us on the podcast. So Twitch audience, welcome. I'm Robbie. That's Zach. Hello. Zachary, I'm going to show you the number on this oh, jersey. Jesus Christ, that's quite loud. I would like to see if you know who this is from the front side. This is uh okay. Stand up. Let me uh no. Number two from the Atlanta Hawks. He was quite the journeyman. Played for the Celtics, played for the Phoenix Suns, the Hawks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Jazz, the Pistons. He is quite the journeyman. And who is it? Well, let's think of. Uh... Oh, for fuck's sakes. Who's on the damn jersey? Did Joe Johnson? No. Johnson? Who'd you say? No, don't worry about it. Who did you say? <laughs> I said Joe Johnson. Correct. All right. Stupid idiot. You know, I. you want me to start whipping out some old fucking hockey jerseys? Start showing you some numbers again? Hey, who's this guy, man? Well, I mean, at least the NBA has like 12 people per roster, not like 30, and their name is like Shlavavad. There's a couple There's a couple of Russians, a couple of crazy names, but you know what? You got to remember them. Okay, now Joe Johnson, it's locked in the brain, baby. It's locked in the brain. Good for you. And I'll tell you what else is going to be locked in the brain for quite the generations. Let's just get right into it, Zachary. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday morning. I went to go take a shit at work. Okay, well, there we go. I opened up my phone and my jaw dropped. Not from the deuce that fell out of my ass. Here we go. The fact that the Live and the PGA have officially merged as one. Now, there's a bunch of other tours in there as well but let's be honest folks no offense to all those other tours sorry dad i know you're mr technical guy when it comes to golf okay no one thought that in i think it's around two years that the pga tour and the live would come to some sort of agreement i mean that I, I didn't think it was going to take two years. I think everybody knew at some point there was going to be a merger but i mean to be that quick is is quite shocking. It is just completely unbelievable. Now, the merger is business related, obviously. Um, from what I understand, is that the PJ's commissioner will be um, overtaking Live as well as obviously maintaining the PJ. So eventually, what's going to end up happening here is just like a uh, a WWF and a WCW, where uh, the Live Golf Tour will be no more. Yeah, I'm really not too sure what the hell they're going to do with this. Um, 
it, it was kind of big news. And I, I, you know what? You just look at the guys um, from the PGA Tour, like a like a Roy McRae, John Rahm, um, Victor Hovland. With Tiger Woods, I don't even really could, like look at him that much. Obviously, yeah, he turned down the biggest one, but he's he's got a shit ton of money. So, yeah, so, I'm I mean, not for him. About, I'm not to find how much. There's no well, he was 800 million, I believe. Correct. I saw Hideki. And then I believe Hideki Matsuyama was four hundred million. Um, I've been doing a lot of likes on Twitter. Yeah, but it's just like you, you got to almost kind of feel bad for those guys, and you, you hope that the PGA, Bob. I don't know if you know more about this. Maybe you can um, chime in a little bit in the chat here for us. But um, like, if you're the PGA, I feel like you got to compensate these guys, especially the big names. But the ones that stayed back with you, because they turned down hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions. Some, anyways, turned down hundreds of millions. Others turned down more money than they'd make in their entire career to stay with the PGA. And uh, it, it just it it kind of blew me away that it happened so fast. Like you got to feel for those PGA guys that said uh, that that stayed loyal to the PGA, and it kind of seemed like the PGA just kind of bent them right over. Tiger Woods, 800 mil. Rory McIlroy, 500 mil. Hideki Matsuzama, 300 million. Will Zalatoris, 130 million. And his tournament earnings in his career for Zalatoris, 14,815,547 dollars. Yeah. Obviously, is a ton of money. But just to think that he could have made nine figures and he is not, I wouldn't say one of the top 25 golfers in the world is just, uh, that sucks. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, it's you got to oh, I'm just going to do a little adjustment here. There we go. You got to somewhat uh feel pretty bad for these guys, but let's see what Bob's right in here. PJ is working details out to compensate those who stayed instead of the Okay, well. I mean, I can't see it being the uh compensation that they would have received if they went to live, but at least they're doing something to take care of their own. So, I'll be curious to see what's going to happen with this. Um I also heard that the PGA or not really, I don't even know if it's PGA or if it's Rory and Tiger. Excuse me. Are starting a new indoor golf league. Uh, I know yeah, I sent. I know I sent that to you. So I'm just gonna pull that up real quick here, folks. Where are you, Robbie? Okay. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are launching a new indoor golf league. Okay, let me see here. The overview. TGL is a new golf league started by Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Mike McCarley of TMRW Sports, six teams, three PGA Tour players each, 18-hole golf matches every Monday night on a gigantic 135,000-square-foot arena in Palm Beach, Florida. The golfers will hit long-distance shots into a simulator the size of an IMAX screen before moving to short game areas for chipping, bunker shots, and putting. The venue will hold... 1,500 to 2,000 people, and some of the world's best golfers have already committed to play, such as Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, Xander Schauffele, and Max Homa, all on the list of players to already be named into this indoor golf league. I could tell you, I think it's a great idea. Great How, idea, I think. However, I think the time slot is terrible. What is it, Monday? You think it's going to coincide with the Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football, Monday Night Raw. Who the fuck watches Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw gets an average, I think, of 3 million people. That's that, honest to God, blows me away. It's a good amount. 
I did not, you know, never mind, I was going to say it WWE. all. It all depends on how the creative is doing for <laughs> WWE. I can tell you, I don't really watch WWE like I used to. Day day, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's a couple million getting taken away from golf. Oh, I cannot Dude, seem to get Monday a night football time, like you said. Monday night football obviously draws way more than uh, Raw, but yeah, I would hope so. No shit. <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess if you look at it that way, it is a pretty bad time but slot, but it, it probably is. The only time they really can do it because you got your matches Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. And you got to get to um, the course probably by Tuesday, Wednesday, because you got to do your practice rounds, you know. So I guess it is the only time frame that works. So uh, they're going to have to rely on good marketing and more than just Tiger Woods is participating because I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to spend my Monday night watching Tiger Woods and all these great golfers hitting golf balls into a simulator. I don't think it's going to really fascinate me. I think it's going to be pretty cool, to be honest with you. At least when it first comes out, it'll be cool, because I guess that's the it's kind of what always happens. Something new starts, and you jump on the bad way, and you get all excited. But I don't know. I think it's going to do... It's not going to do anything bad for the game. If anything, it'll bring in more... It'll bring in younger viewers, bring in more viewers that are maybe... Wouldn't tune in for a fucking Thursday to Sunday golf tournament... And don't you goddamn guys worry. We are going to be moving on to this Canadian Open right after this because I am fucking fired up today, baby. You're horny. Horny as fuck. Talk about it. You know what? I'm excited about this online or this uh, arena league, but fuck it. We're talking about it right now. 1954. The last time a Canadian won the Canadian Open. Mike Weir in, I believe, 2003 or 2004, possibly 2002, somewhere in that time frame. Early went to, a, went to a three-hole playoff and lost to... Uh, fuck me. <laughs> Let me see who he lost to. I, I want to say it was like a Adam Svensson or something like that. Mike Weir, Canadian Open, overtime. Let's see what we got here. You feel like a dumbass now because you definitely had that name stitched and it just went away. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. says... VJ Singh, is that correct? It, it was VJ Singh. It was VJ Singh. Bob, that's a thank you very much. That's a hell of a memory. Yeah, Bob, that's very impressive. Jesus Christ, Bob. Golfing. Nerd. Um, so it hasn't happened since 1954. We've been close. And uh, this weekend, Nick Taylor, the guy who eventually ended up winning it, true Canadian boy, I think he's from BC, if I remember correctly. He started off his first round, I believe, going plus three. Three over, yep. Um, not the start you want for the Canadian Open, that's for sure. He then battles back, is able to make the cut, um, playing a good round Friday. And then Saturday, he comes out and shoots the course record 63 minus nine and plops himself right into contention to win. Again, comes back on Sunday with another great round going minus six or minus five. I think it was minus six. He went and Fleetwood went minus five or vice versa. Um, and uh, he gets a playoff against Tommy Fleetwood to win uh, the Canadian Open and to win his third ever PGA Tour event. Playoff ends up going four holes. Um, and uh, Fleetwood decides to lay up instead of going for the green on the par five on the fourth playoff hole. So he gets his third shot to probably within 13 feet, right? So he's now putting for birdie from about 13 feet away. Um. Nick Taylor, he goes for the green. He makes it on two, but he's left with a 72-yard putt. Yard or foot? How do they do the putts? 72 foot. 
foot. Yeah, seventy-two foot putt yards would be an insane. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) seventy-two yards. You know, most people like to like to go with the sixty-degree or the sand wedge, a pitching wedge. You know, you know, pitch shot. You know what I mean? You Taylor went for a seventy-two, seventy-two, seventy-two foot putt. You idiot! With with quite a lot of break, uphill, downhill, with the rain. And he fucking sinks this goddamn seventy-two foot putt Yard. by the grace of God. I I just I just could not. I actually yelled. I was so fucking excited. I screamed. I'm late, but here, baby, yeah. Isaiah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We're just wrapping up a little PJ tour talk here. But that was um that honest to God is one of the greatest moments in Canadian golf history. What happened there yesterday? And I had a coworker. That was at the Canadian Open, mm-hmm. and he left. What an idiot! He didn't what want it to be too late. Absolute idiot! That he left. You're an idiot. What's his? It's not Kevin. No, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Well, unknown person, you are living your life in regret right now. You could have been a part of history, Canadian history. Oh, he knows it. He knows it. Oh, another thing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Bob. I was just going to bring that up as well. Um. Or Adam Hadwin. I mean, another guy that golfed a great weekend. Wasn't able to win, but it, I, that was another thing I love to see, too, is all the Canadian golfers standing right there in the edge of the green with the fans, just cheering him on, giving him all the support he needs. And, of course, he makes that putt, and what do they do? They all fucking they all sprint on to celebrate with him. Hadwin has a bottle of champagne in his hand. He's running up to give him the old spray shower. And doesn't the security think he's a fan and just gives him the fucking shoulder boom shakalaka? Ow, ow, ow. Realized very soon after that it was a golfer. And and I give Hadwin a lot of credit. He was uh he was very cool about the whole situation. He had a smile on his face. Like a true Canadian. You know what I mean? Like a true Canadian. Yeah, you guys are too forgiven. Yeah, you Americans would have probably pulled out a fucking forty five and popped him. Nah, I just want to twice. Crap out of my fist because that's all I need. Those are my weapons. Jesus that's Christ. Awesome. You couldn't right. even beat the shit out of Amanda Nunes. I know I could because now she's retired. Hey, Amanda matter. Nunes retires after UFC 289. And just to uh, let you folks know here, um, I'm pretty sure Amanda Nunes could fuck me and Robbie up at the same time. All right. I have an extremely, extremely, extremely hot take. Oh, here I we think. go. There's no doubt that Amanda Nunes is the greatest women's fighter to ever do it. She's not the GOAT. Greatest women fighter to ever do it. Okay. Yeah, 100%. She didn't revolutionize. She did not revolutionize women's MMA. Oh, Ronda like Rousey did. So I've seen people talk about how, like, she's the reason where women's. MMA is where it is new and correct. Women's MMA was a joke until Ronda Rousey came into the picture. And then the second she got knocked out by Holly Holm is where we got to find more and more women because Ronda Rousey was dominating everyone that came their path. Yeah. And they are no longer in UFC, Bellator. Like, they were all ass. Yeah, but she was fighting fucking scrubs, to be honest. With, like the Greatest Mikko. fighter of all time, Ronda Rousey revolutionized women's fighting. Yeah. Like the competitiveness of the of the female fighting now is is night and day to what it was when Rousey was at least starting her career near the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. 
absolutely and pieced up. That's when uh, that's when the talent started to come out a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, we have to always talk about Charles Oliveira too because that was that was a beatdown victory for him. I I hope to God he can fucking beat Islam, man. Don't we all? God, I fucking hate these Dagestanian fighters. I'm just gonna say, oh it. no, you oh. guys fight. No, it's it's not because of their race. It's because of the way they all fight. They're all trained to fucking just smother you and sit on you and fucking. It's as a fan, who the hell wants to see that? And to be honest with you, you look weird with your mustache shaved and you just have the beard. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. All right. If you're going to have the beard, have the mustache. If you're going to have just a mustache, that's cool. But don't do just a beard with no mustache. You know what I mean, Robbie? You agree, don't you? I, I can't relate to that topic, unfortunately. Yeah, you're like one of them hairless, allergenic cats. No, why don't you shut the hell? I hope you lose all your teeth. Well, that's a weird thing to wish upon somebody. <laughs> As a, <laughs> I hope you're toothless and you're just left with your gums and your gums are too wary to put any dentures in there. So you're just gumless, you know. Um, Bob, uh, where did you hear that uh, that Adam Hadwin's out? Because I, I I saw that uh, um that I did see something about that, but I think it was fake. Fake news. You're spreading fake news. Well, the U.S. It. Open is this week, Zachary, and uh, yeah. right after that, they come to Connecticut for the Travelers. Oh, very nice. Very nice. We're actually going to have uh, some hockey talk about Connecticut coming on later on this show, Rob, that I know you're very excited about. So <laughs> we'll be getting to that momentarily. But um, yeah, right, I just I guess I, I forgot to mention the U.S. Open before I did a slight little uh, slight little UFC uh, segue. That's the word I'm looking for. That's all right. Uh, I saw a video of the rough at the U.S. Open. Thick. Holy shit. It is thicker than I think it was can, at the Peach Championship. That is insane. Can I also just do a little bit of a rant here, too? Yes. This is now, in my opinion, obviously I'm biased. I'm from Canada. But this is now two years in a row where, in my opinion, the Canadian Open has been one of the most exciting golf golf um, tournaments of the year for the fans, for the people watching, the atmosphere. Can they give it a different fucking time slot so we get some bigger golfers around here? Because it's such an easy one for the weekend to take off leading into the U.S. Open, one of the four majors. Throw us three weeks before this one. You know what I mean? Give us give us our own time slot where we can fucking turn this one into where the biggest guys in the world start coming to it. it can maybe it'd be like the new waste management. You know what I mean? Like something like that, like where the player's like, oh, fuck yeah, we got this one circled on our calendar. Instead of being like, ah. Oh, I'd like to go, but I also would like a little rest for the one of the biggest golf tournaments of the fucking year the next weekend. What do you think about that, Bob? You think I'm crazy? I want to see if you're the PGA guy here. So I would definitely say the Canadian Open thus far has been the best tournament in terms of excitement thus far uh, this season, but I would definitely say that it's right there with the Arnold Palmer Invitational because that was just incredible lean up all the way to the 18th hole. All this just um, suspense and everything, especially with Scotty Scheffler chipped in. They were going to a playoff. But I would definitely say that this definitely took the cake thus far this year. I remember, I think it was two years ago at the Travelers, 
They set a new record for most consecutive playoff holes played. And it was, I think it was at 10 or 11. It was God insane. Watching it in the living room with my grandparents. It was just insane. We were just waiting for the winner. And they just kept matching each other. Never didn't think it was ever going to end. It was okay. Uh, that's another thing that I would like to get off my chest, too. I understand that, yes, in a regular round of golf, the stands would not be there. But if yeah. you fucking hook shank one into the goddamn stands, and like, did you see what the what Tommy Fleetwood did there? I think it was on the second overtime hole. It was either the second, yeah, it was the second overtime hole. He's taking his wood from the fairway, and he absolutely shanks it right into the upper deck of where the stands are. That thing would have went another fucking, I don't know, sixty something yards with the roll and everything. But he's able to get a free drop, a club length away from where it entered, and then is able to chip it to fucking ten feet. I think that is such a bullshit rule. If you shoot into the stands and you get to drop it a foot away from that or a club length away from the thing, you should be taking a drop penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, you can preach to the choir. It's probably never going to change. No, you're How's right. That? How's that sound for you? Uh, yeah. So we got the U.S. Open. We got the Travelers the week after. And there's a lot of um, names coming out there. I think just about everybody's coming out there. John Rahm's going to be there. Scotty Scheffler's going to be there. I think all the big names. I think Rory's going to be there. It's going to be quite the time at the Travelers <laughs> that I won't be able to attend. You be working, I guess, huh? Oh, hell no. I ain't working that weekend. I'm just not paying for the tickets. I got to get a new computer here, pal. I already spent yeah. money to go to Yankee Stadium next Friday. I got permission from work to get to come in earlier to leave earlier so I could try to go get the bobblehead because I don't have the Riz one. But you bet your sweet ass if there's a six-year-old child and I see him with the Jeter bobblehead, I'm snatching that thing out of his hand. Yeah, I'm going to be that bully because it's mine. You don't know who Derek Jeter is. Do you know one of my friends? That six-year-old kid would kick, your sh- would kick the shit out of you. Shut up. I'm in the middle of a story here. Do you know that one of my friends from softball, his girlfriend, teaches, I don't know what age. I don't think it's high school. I think it's below high school. They went on a field trip. None of the kids knew who Derek freaking Jeter was. I'm like, are you kidding me? And she and she teaches in the Bronx. I'm like, are you kidding me? I would yeah, slap the kids in grade five child. or something. They're young kids. They don't know the fuck Derek Jeter is. Shame on them. Shame on them. I knew who Yogi Berra was. It's not shame on them. It should be shame on their parents. If their parents are big baseball fans. You're shaming children now, you cocksucker. Goddamn right. They deserve it. If you don't know who Derek Jeter is and you live in the Bronx, there's problems with you. Well, if we're talking Derek Jeter, should we slide into our uh, little MLB segment here? Well, I think first we should do our uh, three predictors for the, you know, U.S. Open. Open. I like that. Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay. Um, so everybody's going to be in there. I'm going to pull the odds out real quick, okay? You're a smart man. Do you know that? I'm going to see. Well, um, thank you to Miss Taya Ryan for following us on Instagram. Oh, beautiful. It appears you and Lucas follow her. So thank you, Taya. Taya, that's her name, correct? Taya, yeah. Ah, potato, Taya. potato, Taya. tomato, tomato. You know what I mean? So sorry, Taya. Uh, U.S. Open. Let me see. Dad, what Dad wants here. to know if I want to get the Alec Manea bobblehead doll. You know what? Uh, hey, Mark, how are you? Hey, Bob. Yeah. Fuck you, Bob. All right. <laughs> He's working on himself down there. Okay. Who you want the 
You want the shithole Anthony Volpe bobblehead? You watch your damn man. That manners. guy sucks more cock than Lisa Ann in her prime. Hey, at least Anthony Volpe stayed at home run in his own stadium, unlike your fat first baseman, Vladdy. How's that? Vladdy is having a real weird season right now. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. John um, Plouffe has entered the chat, and he called us hashtag cocksuckers. Ah, now, Plouffe, you bastard. Fucking bitch. We got 10 motherfuckers in here right now. That's lovely. I reckon we do. Keep Who bragging. else is here? Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's being a little. Yeah. You're going to get me fucking in trouble. Why? Because I almost called you something, but I held back. Don't worry about it. The odds. The odds. Who do you think is the favorite to win? Fucking homo. That's Can I get three guesses? Because there's, there's, yeah. Happy okay. Pride Month. <laughs> Can I get three guesses? Yeah. Well, don't get three. Get two. Okay. Three is a little bit of a stretch because it's. Number one, I'm going to go with the Masters champion, Brooks Kepka. He's uh, he's tied for second. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Number one is going to be a combination of so many people. So I think he's still number one in the world golf rankings. I'm just going to tell you who I'm obviously John Rahm. But if it's not him, then I'm going to guess Scotty Scheffler. But I'm going to go with John Rahm as my second guess. Scheffler is the leader at plus 750. Damn it. Brooks Kepka and John Rahm are both tied for second at plus 1,000. So you did get one, two, three in your list. I'm good. Uh, and then rounding that out is Roy McRoy plus 1,200. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand why he's always way over the top of his list because he really doesn't win. He always chokes now. Um, <laughs> Patrick Cantlay, Victor Hovland plus 1,600. And then you got Victor Hovland's a choke artist too. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, you know what? I'm going to do my three right now looking at this. I'm actually going to stay away from the top six the people I see on this list. Really? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Cameron Smith, Xander Schauffele, and I'm going to get us a little a little Asian in this motherfucker. I'm going to go Hideki Matsuyama. Um, I'm surprised Jordan Spieth is up there before Matt Fitzpatrick and Dustin Johnson because I believe he's still nursing that wrist injury, so I don't think he's yeah. going to end up winning it. I'm going to go with some people that are far down there too, but I'm going to go with my boy Scotty Scheffler as one because I absolutely I'm yeah, a big fan of that guy. guy. Number two, I'm going to go with the uh, former U.S. Open champion in Bryson DeChambeau at plus 4,000. And the last one I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Oh, okay. He hasn't won in a while, I feel like. I mean, I haven't seen him win in a while anyways. He is kind of due for one. I like Justin Thomas. This is quite the uh, American flag. Thank you. Well, I think that, I guess that wraps up our, uh, our golf talk here. Yeah. So Isaiah, since you're in here right now, because I told you, I would tell you and I would save it for you when you joined Isaiah four golfers had there. And there were a lot more golfers that had the opportunity to get substantial money from live. Isaiah's heart's going to hurt a little bit when I tell him this. Yeah. This is a stinger, Isaiah. And imagine you um, guys have said no. Will Zaltoris turned down $130 million from Liv to stick to the PGA Tour. Hideki Matsuzama turned down $300 million to stay with the PGA Tour. Rory McIlroy turned down $500 million, Isaiah. And Tiger Woods stayed loyal to the PGA and turned down $800 million. That is a nice pride American flag, Blue. I actually have to agree with you on that one. 
You know, you, you guys watch your damn manners, and there's nothing wrong with the gays, the homos, and nothing wrong with them. You know, they're nice nothing people. wrong with them, dude. That's why, hey, that's why um, we're very proud of you. The, the, the American flag is just the casual American flag. I don't know. It's kind of gay, dude. Just like a little bit, anyways. <sighs> yeah, I say, you know what I do with 300 mil? million for 300 million. <laughs> That's a, have you ever seen that video? Oh, I think I saw it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever the fuck it was. It's these guys doing a podcast, and the guy, oh, the guys like interviewed him. Goes, he's like, if I gave you a hundred dollars, and then without even finishing the question, goes, I'm sucking it. The guy's like, D -d damn, damn, he didn't let me finish the damn question. Zachary, for a billion dollars of cash, would you suck a dick? Bobby, I'm, dude, I, I, I honestly think you're gay if you don't suck a dick for a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Obviously, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I, I may lose a little bit of my pride, but money talks. No, you, you you don't lose any pride. Okay, it's a billion dollars. I would, I would perp like I would do some serious shit for one billion dollars. I'd okay. I'd straight up kill you for one billion dollars, hundred percent, with my bare hands. If that's what the guy wanted, I would kill you with my bare hands. Son tells me you wouldn't be able to do that. <sighs> Now with these guns. Ugh. Oh my god! Put those fucking things away, please. It's work in progress. I'm I'm just really fat, but it's work in progress. Ugh. Well, there you go. All right, oh, we we got we got we got an episode and a half here, folks. So we should. Uh, yeah, we want to try to get this done before eight thirty because yeah, we, we got, got NBA five NBA finals. You know what, Robbie? Can you say what do you want to talk about next? You want to do some MLB? You want to do some NFL? You know what? Before I answer that, why don't the people in the chat let us yeah. know if they want? Talk about that. Hey guys, Isaiah, we got Luf, Dad, Marcus, we got four Steve, options, folks. You got NHL, NBA, MLB. Uh, what the fuck was the other one? Soccer. No, it wasn't soccer. I think there was one more. I was yeah, uh, forgetting here. A NFL, NFL. That's the other one I'm thinking of. No, NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL is what I said. Okay, we got a vote for baseball from Bobby. Pride Month and people in sports. Baseball. Okay, you know what? We got two baseballs, so I feel like let's fucking do it, baby. Let's do some. Do we know because b-ball could be baseball or basketball? I, I, but it's Marcus. Okay. We know Marcus is a baseball guy. That is true. Isaiah, you're just going to wait a little bit. Porn stars. The, the, Isaiah, who's your favorite? Right in the chat. Go. I would love to cream pie Riley Reed. That's on my list. I'll tell you Anyways. what. I guarantee you, Isaiah's favorite porn star is the same one that Zion's banging. Yeah, good for we him. This is going to be fantastic. Oh, good for this him. Zion is dumping loads into just chicks left, right, and center over there, and now he's having a kid. And all those chicks he was dumping <laughs> loads into are having a good time. <laughs> oh, well, I meant basketball. I oh, told you. I told you. Okay, sorry, Bob. Fuck you. We're doing basketball. All right, we're leaning off with Zion. Zion <laughs> is, <laughs> announced that he was. Uh, Sorry, Bob. Me to say fuck you. That was rude, Bob. I hope you're having a good night, Bob. He Go announced on, he was going to have a child. And then uh, this porn star, Miss Mariah Mills, comes out and said that uh, you were literally at my house last week. And she has all these receipts, dude. It's insane. Tech yeah, Diana's dumping that fucking. BS. I thought it was BS at first because, you know, you can obviously just change stuff like that. Dumping that big old hog out, man. They're putting receipts out of Zion paying for sex. We're talking thousands of dollars. I've seen for 10000 I've seen for $25,000, $15,000. Like, 
damn, Zion, what are you doing, my boy? Like, you had to pay for it? Hey, you guys got money, dude. If he wants to pay for some puss, let that guy pay for some puss. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get angry at him for it. I, you know what? The thing is, though, is if if you if you're going to be getting chicks, pray you're going to be doing this. You got to wear a condom, dude. You know, you can't just be cream pie and chicks left, right, and center like that. That's just not the way the world works. You trying to be Nick Cannon, bro? Nick Cannon's <laughs> got fifty five fucking kids with fifty four different goddamn women. That guy has never learned a lesson a day in his life. And he's probably got herpes or something, dude. Like, there's no chance in hell he doesn't have nothing on that dick. Marcus, I'm sorry. Thank you for the sub, Marcus. Thank you. You're awesome. Thanks, Marky. Sorry. If, I, you know, Mark, you agree with me, though. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, this guy has to learn a lesson here. Oh, God. It's absolutely ridiculous. Did you see what Isaiah put? Did, Isaiah said he is hard. <laughs> oh, well, there you are, Isaiah. We gave, uh, we just, we just distributed our first ever erection here on the Sports Cave, folks. So, <laughs> cheering on for us. Yeah, cheering on for us. Yeah, okay, Mr. Robbie, I'm gonna bring up what you got in your little MLB notes here, my friend. Okay, because uh, Robbie did the baseball notes because I took a look at it. I took a little look skis today, folks, and there's uh, a lot. I didn't have fuck all to talk about. So obviously, um, I mean, you already made a reference to it, so we might as well just finish off the uh, the tarnish that's going to happen. Fat Vlad still has not hit a home run at the Rogers Center this season. Uh, I don't understand what the hell is going on with them. It's it's quite shocking. You think when they make the uh, the stadium a little bit smaller, it would actually make it easier for him to hit a fucking home run, but beggars can't be choosers. So. I don't know what's going on with the kid, to be honest with you. He's got to figure it the fuck out. Bo Bichette is just carrying this team left, right, and center. Just, in my opinion, the best shortstop in the AL, in the American League so far this season. Do you agree or disagree with that, Robbie? Um, In the AL, I, I'm going to disagree. Who's I'm better going than with Juan Franco. You're an idiot. How am I an idiot? You're an idiot. Wander Franco is an absolute stud. Are Let you me bring stupid? up. I'll bring up their stats. All right. Perfect. Fantastic. Why don't you bring up Vlad's stats at the Rogers Center while you're at it? Uh, well, I don't know. We're talking about oh, shortstop. Let's go to leaders here. Oh, Bo Bichette, leading in batting average, leading in hits. Mm -hmm. Go on. Wander Franco, the only thing he's doing somewhat better or better at is stolen bases. That's it. That is it. Mm -hmm. That what's is a, it. What's a Bobachet's batting average there? 317. The best in the American League. It was uh, 299. Uh, let's see what else we got here. OPS. What's his uh, OPS there, Zachary? Because Juan Franco's at 846. Uh, let me click his name because I don't see that as a stat. Uh, 858. Hmm, so they're fairly close. I'll tell you what. I'm still sick with Juan Franco. Uh, Bobochet, 91 hits, Wanda Franco, 75. Probably played in a couple less games. He was dealing with an injury. I don't know. I, we're agreeing to disagree because, uh, sure, but it's not like it's a bum. It's not like I'm saying he's a bum. He I is the best shortstop in the American League this year. In your he, opinion, you also have Vladdy representing top 10 player entering the season. He's still yet to hit a home run in his own stadium. You keep bringing that up, but no one's even talking about Vladdy. We can talk about Anthony Volpe and how shit he is if that's what you want to talk about. Sure, that's fine. 14 that for 14. Fucking loser. Basis. 
definitely has hit more than one home run. What's his average? Stadium. One sixty. The same as your weight, probably. No, I was one sixty. I was one sixty. You're hundred sixty pounds. No, I thought that's what he was hitting. One sixty. One ninety eight is a little bit closer, actually. <laughs> one ninety eight is definitely uh, more more in the the bowl the ballpark. Um, but I get. Oh, this is what Pride Month is all about. Ploof, you're so right. Um, <laughs> if you're gay and you're watching the sports cave, just know, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Sorry, someone just someone just dropped something so goddamn loud upstairs. That's such a contradiction. That's such a and if you're gay and watching the sports cave, we support you. All right. I don't know if we have any queer fans. That's a part of the LGBTQ, so I'm allowed to say it. But if you are, then you guys are cool in my books, man. Thank you for supporting. And go get that dick or puss. Well, I don't know. Go get whatever you're into. That's all I care about, man. Or switch or switch it. Out. That's all I care about. Ah, woo. Okay, this episode is getting feisty. Okay, we got we to gotta start motoring here, folks. Okay, boom, bang, boom. Ellie De La Cruz makes Ellie his Cruz. very anticipated debut at the Cincinnati Reds. And boy, oh boy, is this little bastard off to quite the red no, hot no, start. He's not a uh, little bastard. He's a big boy. Of the imagination. He stands at six feet, five inches tall. Damn, six five. Weighing in at 200 pounds. That's a big fella right there. Out of Sabana Grande de Boya, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Dude, they just breed baseball players down there, man. It's fucking nuts. Goddamn right they do. Uh, short sample size thus far. He is batting 364. His first home run went 450 yeah, plus. My God. What's even scarier? Do you know who his brother is? And I'll give you a, a hint. Okay. Cody Duncan was on the podcast talking about the said gentleman. Oh, is that the, the, the shortstop? O'Neill Cruz, Ellie De La Cruz, and I believe there's another brother or cousin or family representative in Miami. It's another De La Cruz. Okay, that guy, did what, they're, they're all brothers? I don't know if the one in Miami is brother, but I know O'Neill is, and let's just, I'm just going to say it. It's going to oh. be arguably the best brother duo in MLB history. I mean, th- that guy, that father, has some of the greatest swimmers of all time. Right there. That guy's Brian jizz is enchanted. <laughs> right. Can you imagine can you imagine having two fucking two to possibly three MLBers or two to three even like the John uh, the Jones family case, you got two NFLers, one UFCer, one of the greatest uh, the greatest fighter in UFC history. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, excuse me. Would you would you have Mr. De La Cruz, the father, the father, um stick the semen in your uh, future girlfriend slash wife? <laughs> Well, it would be a little bit weird uh, bringing the kid to the game. Be rich. The kid would not really look like me or the mother. You know what I'm saying? So there'd be Wait, some so questions. Are you saying you wouldn't have sexual relations with the... Uh... I oh, with, with the black lady, I definitely would. They just don't really tend to like me very much. That's what I've been <laughs> fined. So, but you're damn right I would. Are you kidding me? I would. I would too. You would you would do anything, dudes, chicks, animals, whatever's giving you uh whatever's giving you the looks. The hell is your problem? Do an animal, most likely. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, 
you still you would do dudes and chicks? I definitely do the chicks. The dudes, <laughs> I mean, how much we're talking. Uh TJ is cool in my opinion. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everyone. <laughs> Buddy, look at your co-host, Zach. Kaloof, I I know. I did I agree. I what agree. Did I do? But Dela Cruz, man, good start for the kid. Uh as you said, small sample size. We'll have to see if he can keep it going. And uh, the Reds are now three games back of first place in that division, held by none other than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who the hell saw them winning a division? The Reds are low-key, like, really, really nice. They got a bunch of young guys in their team, and the biggest question bringing up Ellie De La Cruz was what would the status be of Mr. Jonathan India? How would they handle that? Well, it seems that they're handling it pretty goddamn well. That's all I'll say, because you know what? I'm going to need more information because... Mm -hmm. They are off to look talking about it, start, but um, we'll see where it progresses by the next time we do the show, which will be next Monday. And also, I don't know when the trade deadline is, but I'm going to hit up Mr. Cody Duncan prior to. And uh, yeah, he wants uh, to come back. We're going to have to ask him who's going to be better, Ellie De La Cruz or O'Neill Cruz. Well, I think his homer side might say O'Neill, and I mean from what we've seen, O'Neill David's a bigger sample size, and he's showing that he's going to be a problem in this league for a while. If he can stay healthy, of course. Yeah, well, his batting average is also a problem. But anyways, uh, yeah, congratulations, Ayla De La Cruz, on the call-up. And keep grinding, brother. The New York Mets, highest payroll in MLB this season. Currently nine and a half games out of a playoff spot, out of a wild card spot. Sorry, nine and a half games out of first, rather, sorry. And four games <laughs> below 500. What is going on with this New York Mets team? Well, you're probably right. happy as hell to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I need a beer for this. Be right back in one second. Got some beer right That's perfectly fine. I have a burp coming up right now, so I'm going to burp really quick. Excuse me. Away from the microphone because I'm a gentleman. All I've ever heard is that the only reason the Yankees ever won their championships is because of all the money they spent. You know what I hear that most out of? Not Red Sox fans, not Blue Jays fans, Mets fans. That's all I've ever heard is. Well, we don't have it easy like you where we could spend all this money and win championships. That's all the Yankees ever did, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. Um, one of your highest paid players, Mr. Max Scherzer, who is 38 years old, by the record, looks absolutely spectacular, a 5-2. and two. A 3-7-1 ERA, though, thus far, that is um, very close to 1.5 above his last year average of 2.29. So what else Damn. do they do this offseason? They went after former Houston Astro, former Detroit Tiger, Mr. Justin Verlander, and gave nearly the same contract as Max Scherzer. Through seven starts this year, he's two and three. His ERA that he finished with last season with the Houston Astros was a 1.75, Boom. which was the best in the American League. He had 18 wins, four losses, highest winning percentage at .818, 1.75 ERA. Would you like to guess his ERA right now, Zachary, Mr. Justin Verlander? Oh, it's like 4.35 or something, 4.85. 4.85. You're amazing. Because uh, I know I just saw it the other day. That's why I, I, I remember looking at it going, what the fuck? Because I have him in fantasy in my other league. Through 39 innings pitch thus far, he only has 33 strikeouts for one of the best strikeout pitchers to ever live. He's old now, man. He's way past his prime. So then He's I done. just want to keep through because honestly, I don't know the stats like that, but let's go to another guy 
Let's go to another guy that's getting paid over $30 million convincingly, and that's Mr. Francisco Lindor. Francisco. Thus far this year, 12 home runs, 43 RBIs. That sounds great, right, Zach? What's his fucking, what's his batting average? 216 with the 291 on base percentage, which means he's only had 23 walks, which isn't impressive. Slugging percentage of 420. I know you'll love that. OPS. every day. 7-11 is his OPS. I mean, 7-Eleven is, in fact, a good grocery store, gas station slash little convenience store. Mm-hmm. You want to have a higher. You want to get higher than that for the OPS. Correct. Uh, let's look at the other one. The guy that here is a better power hitter than Aaron Judge. Oh, that's great. Pete Alonzo. Mr. Pete Alonzo. That's spectacular. He has 22 home runs on the season, which leads the National League. Would you like to guess what his batting average is? 217. 231. Okay. Oh, but at least he's always healthy. Yeah, it's pretty easy when you're a fat slob that plays first base. And you know what else I got to say about Pete Alonso? Do you know what else I have to say? Here we go. You are such a pussy, dude. No. This so, dude talks smack to the Braves pitcher after he hit a home run off of him. The next day, unintentionally gets hit by a pitch. It was already at a one-two count. Why would you try to throw it at him then? And then this dude comes out and says the next day about the fans mocking him that, oh, you know, I could put them all in the hospital. Okay, dude. Okay, dude. You're going to put them in the hospital because you're you're a little upset because you talk smack and then they talk smack back to you after you talk smack about one of their guys. And it you're going to be the one. Pete Alonso's part. I will have to agree with you on that one. He's so... I can't even say two-faced because he has so many different, he has multiple personality syndrome. He's a humble guy. Then he's a tough guy. Then he's a wannabe gangster. Then he's uh, a motivator and a leader. And then he's uh, an instigator. Everything. Dude, figure it out, bro. Yeah, stop figure being, out, stop being a little baby back bitch, Alonzo. If there's anything that gives me more joy, it's that Zach and I really do despise this guy is that Frank the Tank. Oh, Frank the Tank, the face of type 1 and type 2 diabetes, that fat fucking marshmallow-looking piece of lard. Oh, that is one of the most disgusting human beings I've ever laid my eyes upon. I bet you he smells smells like if you dry-aged a salmon for three and a half years. That's my guess. I bet you he's got a lot of Fromunda. Some Fermanda oh. cheese. Oh, wow. I wonder what uh, Lion of Yara thinks about that. Welcome, Lion of Yara. Oh, Marcus said, well, God damn. Oh. Well, sorry, Marky. Like I said, we're letting the hair down this one. Uh, you know, if we get yeah, in trouble. Uh, for the New York Mets. Frozen pepperoni to, pizza, sir, baby. Yes, sir. For the New York Mets to spend $297 million, and that's before the luxury tax hold, because I think they're over $400 million in total spending. Uncle Stevie is probably really PO'd. And I'll tell you where I think the Mets got really screwed. I think they they might regret on backing out the Carlos Correa contract. However, I knew what the Mets were trying to think of when they saw that Manny Machado opted out of his contract with the Padres. They were hoping they'd be able to bring in Manny Machado, who is arguably the best third baseman in baseball. I said that if he was going to leave the Padres... It made all the sense in the world to go to the New York Mets because Uncle Stevie would pay that money. Well, 
He stayed with the Padres, and I think that's where it's going to backfire in the New York Mets. And here's the other thing, too. Let me look up this guy's numbers while I'm at it, because they paid this dude, I think, they should let the Rockies fall into this trap, but instead, they elected to fall into this trap, the New York Mets, because he's a homegrown guy, I guess. Maybe that's the reason. Which guy is this? Actually, he's doing quite well. Nemo? Brandon Nemo. Nemo, yeah. 22 batting average which is up from last year. So if anything, you know what? He has been worth the money. But I don't really get to watch Mets games because that's just the numbers. At the end of the day, you have to see how it unfolds at the end. And I'm wondering if they're really missing Edwin Diaz because of the World Baseball Classic. I don't know. I can't say I've watched many Mets games this year, but one thing is for certain, there's no reason the Mets should be 31 and 35. And the Miami Marlins who are without Jazz Chisholm Jr. for nearly a month now, are only three and a half games back. One of the teams I said was going to be one of my come-up teams this year. They're in the wild card right now, three and a half games behind the Braves. They've just clicked. I don't know what they found, but there's something in them that I believed in. I like Miami, too. They got some nice jerseys over there. They have some very nice jerseys. Okay, well, uh, in other baseball news, let's see what we got here. Um, I guess we'll just do a <clears throat> we'll do a quick touch on the AL Central right now because I'm pretty sure that my softball team could take down at least two or three of these teams in this goddamn division. Dude, it's, it's honestly nauseating. First place has a 500 record. The first fact place that- would be last place in our division. I think the whole AL East has an above 500 record. I think yes, the Red Sox, after winning last night, went one game above 500. I can confirm or deny that right now. They're at 500. 33 or 33, yeah. So they have, they, oh, gosh, I got the yards. They are uh, in fifth place in the AL East, is tied for first place with the AL Central. That That's how terrible that, that division is. Minnesota Twins, 33 and 33. Second place, Cleveland Guardians, 31-34. I thought they'd be a lot better this year. Chicago White Sox, 29-38, and 38, are in third. Fourth place, Detroit Tigers, 26-37. and 37. And rounding out this powerhouse division in fifth place, the Kansas City Royals, with a unreal record of 18 wins, 47 losses. If I'm Bobby Witt Jr., I don't sign any extension whatsoever. I'll make the little bit of pennies in terms of baseball salary until I get the fuck out of there. That's what I would do. So I Bobby Wood Jr. Kansas City is going to eventually dish off a world as Chapman and Salvador Perez. They got their championship eight years ago. They understand that it's going to be a long process. Detroit, I think it was before this nine-game losing streak happened where they were like, I'll be safe and say they were only two games away from surpassing the Twins for first place, and then they shit the bed. Uh, and ironically enough, Eduardo Rodriguez, I believe, has the best ERA amongst baseball. Plays for the Detroit Tigers. See if they can try to switch him up into something. Chicago White Sox have gotten some sort of edge ever since they got Liam Hendricks back and Luis Roberts really stepped it up ever since the whole not hustling it out incident. Cleveland, they'll figure it out. And Minnesota, it'll be a battle between those two. But yeah. I think uh, oh, that, that division is pretty weak. Pretty yeah. goddamn. No, it, it's it's embarrassing, is what it is. It almost reminds me. It, it kind of looks like what the NFC South might look like this year for football. We don't yeah. know what the Saints are. Derek Carr, uh, Falcons are going to be trash. 
Tampa Bay is going to be trash, and Carolina most likely is going to be trash. Yeah, unless Bryce Young comes out and is just an absolute legend in his first season. Yeah, but who does he have to throw to? They turn away DJ Moore. Yeah, it's going to be a tough season for uh, that division right there. I think, I mean, Saints probably have just penciled their way into the uh, to win that division. Probably, but is Michael Thomas going to continue being a bitch? I mean, Brian Robinson got shot and played more games this last year than Michael Thomas did. Yeah, didn't, uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Uh, Hamlin? Jamar Hamlin died. He in his died. Party. And he's made it back for Michael yeah. Thomas. The motherfucker died. Uh, speaking of being in first place, Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place in the West on a current five-game winning streak and are now three and a half games above the Los Angeles Dodgers. A lot of people did believe in um, Arizona coming to this season. Do you know who Corbin Carroll is, Zachary? Yes, I have him in fantasy. He's the rookie, isn't he? What a fucking uh, yeah. dud. Honestly, I'm a big fan of Corbin Carroll. He does everything the right way, and he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. Corbin Carroll, Zach Gallon, Marin Kelly, Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, Luis Goriel Jr. is on there, Zach Graham. Yeah. So that's going to reach you the wrong way because he's been outstanding. Well, the trade that they made with Toronto where they threw away Varsho, I forgot who they it was. It, it was, was Lourdes and um Gabriel uh fuck our old catcher prospect. What the hell's the guy's name? I think no that idea. was the trade. No idea. Well, it, the, the, well the Blue Jays already have uh Kirk and who was the other well Kirk Danny was the Jansen short we had they were sat on catcher. Varsho trade. Gabriel Monero, I think his name is Yeah, they didn't need him. Mor- didn't Moreno? Need him. Fuck, I gotta see this guy's Potato. Uh, Moral of the story, folks, Gabriel is that Moreno, they're three and a half games right now on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, and the Dodgers, they're going, they, they were going through their injury woes and they still are. I mean, Dustin May, uh, we don't know what the stats going to be like with Walker Bueller, Gavin Lux. I mean, they definitely have their issues. Uh, San Francisco, they, they still find a way to win games. They're one game above 500. San Diego, still damn near into the bottom. And I saw some, I think, since the start of May that they have the best pitching staff in baseball, including Blake Snell, who was like had a like a nine run average. I think he's at a point seven five in his last. Yeah, he's been on fire lately. I fucking sat him in fantasy yesterday in my other league and he lit the game up. And of course, I faced I played Gosman and uh, buddy from Atlanta and they both did not have very good games. Gosman had a tough one. No, uh, Elder. A good question, Marcus. That's a question for you. Um. Let me see. I got yeah, but right Diamondbacks here. right now sit 15 games above 500 at 40 and 25, and I think they're a playoff team, and I wonder if they're going to win the division. Bryce Elder, that's his name. Bryce Elder. Hi, well, Papa. Hi, Razzle. I see you lurking in there. Who's lurking? Mr. John Brazil. Okay, I, that sounds like a very Brazilian uh, last name, just the way you threw that little player in there. Um, and then round the note, our, our baseball section here. Can the Texas Rangers hold on to first place for the rest of the season? And what's going on with this injury bug with your New York Yankees, Robbie? Well, is that scary a little bit? Or? I, well, the reason why I start with the Rangers first, why I said if, is because unfortunately, Jacob DeGrom, the guy they just signed, is getting Tommy John yeah. the rest of this year. And who knows how much of next year it's a Big, big hit to that Rangers organization. But Marcus Simeon has been hitting the ball lights out. Earliest Garcia has been hitting the ball lights out. 
Evaldi's been pitching like an ace. And I think a lot of the reason for this success for the Texas Ranger was the change at the manager position. Bruce Bochy is one of the all-time great managers. And whatever he found this club, that's essentially the same club as last year, with Nathaniel Lau still being there, with Corey Seager, who's just gotten healthy, with Marcus Simeon. I believe Corey Seager just had his first five-hit game of his career yesterday or two weeks ago. Simeon has looked almost like MVP. Simeon Garcia, amazing. Evaldi, incredible. And this is all still with, will we ever see Jack Leiter within the next year or two? With the Astros, I believe it is Garcia that is out for the year. That's a substantial hit. Jordan, I don't know what his status is. I remember seeing a couple of days ago, some with an oblique. That would be the biggest hit because he's the best hit in their lineup. And when you look at the Angels, who are right there, six and a half out, and Seattle is just going to fight for a wild card slot at this point. They're 31 and 33. I think it's safe to say that the Rangers are going to win the AL West this year. You heard it here first on the Sports Cave. You know what I was just thinking? We were did we not start talking about basketball? Correct. And then you switched over to baseball. Oh, god damn. I'm high as a set of draft hits right now. Let me tell you, folks. Let and me Yankees, tell you. Yankees, Aaron Judge gets hurt again. Aaron Judge made that spectacular catch in his foot, hit the living crap out of the concrete below the padding, broke his toe. Who knows how much time he's gonna miss? Bader got hurt, I believe, before that. They're saying he might return this weekend. Rodon is going through his sessions right now in live batting practice, but um, they get Donaldson back. They get Stanton back, but. Well, Stan, you give like what another month and a half till he gets another injury. That guy is injury prone. This Yankees team. Is not going to make any noise in the playoffs the way it's currently constructed. And this whole narrative, too, with fans on Twitter trying to say send down Volpe. I'm sorry. I don't want to play that stupid BS game of sending Volpe down, sending Peraza. Peraza sucks. Volpe's doing great in AAA. Down, up, down, up, down, up, down. No. Volpe's not the reason why the Yankees are losing. It's a collective effort. Oh, Pat Sajak, just Sajak, Wheel Fortune guy, announced his retirement. That's sad. I was going to say he died. No, thank God he didn't. Woo! I was going to say, God damn. Volpe has, I believe, had two game-winning hits. He had a big clutch run against the Dodgers to add more insurance. He's 14 for 14 on stolen base attempts. I get that his batting average is low and his on-base is low, and it doesn't look good, but for some reason, and he was inch feet away from hitting a game-winning home run against the Red Sox on Friday. This dude, when it's time to step up, he steps up when needed. And the other thing, too, is Aaron Boone has got to stop messing with the lineup consistently. Volpe bats first. Then he bats sixth. Then he bats ninth. LeMahieu bats fifth. Then he bats first. Then he bats sixth. Can we keep a step? Like, I know they're going through injuries, but could you keep a consistent lineup? Because you throw players off of their rhythm when you change it up every game. I want to see something consistent. Well, they got to pick it up and start playing some fucking baseball. Well, I'll tell you what, if you keep moving everybody around, no one's going to pick up nothing because the only people getting the same at-bats in the same slots are Judge and Rizzo. How is everyone else on the team supposed to find their stride when they're losing out on at-bats? Yeah, that is a little tough. Uh, tough to keep and, everything in check. Glaber fucking Torres. What happened yesterday in that game is inexcusable. 
that ball wasn't thrown in like a rocket. You had plenty of time off of that bounce to decide to backhand it or get in front of it. You whipped on that ball so hard that it gave the Red Sox the victory. And Aaron Boone, you don't get away from this neither. Runners on second and third in the top of the eighth inning, and you had the infield playing normal. You didn't have them playing in to prevent the tying run. A ground ball was hit to Glaber Torres. God forbid, maybe he'd be able to make the throw, seeing how you know he can't catch a simple short hop that isn't anything excessive. That was lazy by Glaber Torres and an absolute dumb move by Aaron Boone to not have the infield in. Embarrassing. Aaron Boone, you fucking idiot, loser, idiot. You know what hurts even worse, Zachary? The Yankees had to do it, and I was a big fan of them doing it by getting rid of Aaron Hicks. Mm-hmm. Aaron Hicks is killing it in Baltimore right now. That's it. That tends what happened. A little change of pace, a little change of scenery goes a long way sometimes. <sighs> it's just so frustrating, man. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we take your frustrations and we'll move them. We'll get away from Yankees. We'll get away from baseball. My got... passion for it's like your passion for the leap. So understand why I'm in so much pain. Oh, trust me. You're talking to a guy that has been uh, heartbroken numerous, numerous times. At least you've seen the Yankees win something. <laughs> True. Uh, okay. We got three sports to talk about and we essentially have an hour to do so. So which one do you want to go into with right now? Isaiah was begging for some basketball. Let's do some basketball for our boy Isaiah. Okay, okay. Oh, those are my notes here. All right. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, we got to start. We got game five tonight of the finals. Denver up 3-1 with three, what I'm going to say are decisive wins. Just decisive. Um, uh, Game five tonight, 8.30 p.m. And I don't think we're going to see another game after this one. I, I'm, I'm... Gonna say 100% Denver is going to win this game. Uh, it looks like by what some news reports are putting out there that Tyler Hero will be making a return in this game or will try to make a return anyways, I should say, because it hasn't been fully uh, 100% released yet that he is going to be playing. But if I was a guessing man, if I was a betting man, which I am a betting man, I'd be betting that he'll be in this lineup tonight. Heat need a jump. They need a spark. I don't think he'll be uh, starting per se. He'll be coming off the bench if I was guessing, but could very much help the Heat because their shooters now for the past three uh, rounds, Caleb Martin and uh, Gabe Vincent, have just just gone dry. We're talking like some Max 80... Struce. Max Struce. Yeah, Max Struce. We're talking like some 85-year-old pussy. Just dry as the Sahara Desert. You know what I mean? Dry. Bob, you know what I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean, Bob. But yeah, you know what? It's, it's what do you think about this? What you, what you think the series is done tonight, Robbie? You think Larry O'B is getting pulled out of the uh, the casket tonight? Zachary, if you remember what I said, I said that the Nuggets were going to win in five. And I'm sticking I by. I can't remember what I said to be honest with you, but I know you I said, did not say. Chose the heat. You chose the Heat. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the Heat have not looked at the same. Maybe they have looked at the same Heat, but just Denver is just this good. Stakes are made. But hey, you know what? They haven't won it yet, but I'm going to say it already. Congratulations, Jokic. Congratulations, Denver Nuggets. Congratulations, Jamal Murray. You well, guys you are going to be NBA champions this year. Well, I'll tell you what. I 
and putting $10. Maybe. Are you kidding me? I only get $2.85 out of this? Hell no, I'm not spending $10 then. Do a do same game parlay. That's what I did. It's a plus $3.50. Are you using 10 a free total payout? $12.85. That doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't be a plus $3.87. If it's plus $3.87, it'd be $10 bucks and when you're 38. Oh, I meant minus 350. Excuse me. That's what I meant. There we go. Well, yeah. What kind of same gay parlay is that? Safe one. Nuggets money line. Jokic should get a double double. Oh, grow a set of balls, man. You make that a triple double. Really? Do you think I don't have the cojones to do such a thing? I don't think you do. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you testing my balls right now? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm not testing anything to do with your goddamn balls right now. I'm just telling you. I think you are. Because I'm going to go Denver Nuggets. He's a minus 120 for a triple-double. That's insane. Yeah, that's how fucking good the guy is. I'm going Denver Nuggets, money line, Nikola Jokic, double-double. Or triple-double, excuse me. There we go. There we go. And ladies and gentlemen, if you need to know about my, um, my luck with gambling, I will let you know in just a short bit of time, please. Because it ain't good. Well, it you never not- know. It's time to turn this bitch around, dude. It's time to turn this bitch around. So Robbie's got his bet in. Um, and I mean, I, I I think that's a goddamn winner right there, Robbie. I think that's a goddamn What is 10 bucks when you now? Bets. My bets. Florida Panthers last week. I chose them to take down the Knights. Ooh, yeah, that was a tough one for both of us. The Yankees. I did them in a five-thing parlay, and I would have won if I just wasn't cocky and took the Yankees to get overrun in the first inning. I had four picks right out of five. They lost. The Celtics. They lost. I had a two-pick parlay of Stanton hit a home run and Devers hit a home run. Stanton succeeded. Devers did not. That lost. The Brooklyn Nets plus nine and a half against the New York Knicks. I don't remember when. They lost by 18. That lost. You are four. You are ice cold. Four picks for the Super Bowl. Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. That succeeded. Jalen Hurts under 299 and a half passing yards. No. Travis Kelsey over 84 and a half receiving yards. No. Parker Porter. Damn it. Parker Porter lost. <laughs> I haven't won so, since the Brooklyn Nets. Safe. Uh, the spread against the Suns and Joe Harris made a three. Safe to say Robbie is just. The last talking ant won fucking Antarctica. February 7th is the last time I won a bet. Oh, my God. Well, here's all. Here's to that change in tonight. But Jesus Christ, don't. If we do start doing a gambling segment on this show, which folks, if you guys that added something you guys want, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on the comments here on Twitch, uh, and let us know because we have I will have no problem doing a gambling segment. But do not fucking listen to Robbie when it comes to gambling. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. So you know what? Uh, I got to talk about this real quick too. Moving on from the finals, this is uh, we got a little bit of Raptors news here. I know uh, I know we don't really have too many Toronto Raptors fans to listen to this podcast, but uh two things. Fred Van Vliet opts out of his contract and officially becomes a free agent or opts out of his player uh his player option rather. Uh which is worth twenty two point eight million dollars for next season. I mean, I think we all saw this coming. It's just now that it's really official. Um I'm here to say I believe Fred Van Vliet has played his last game as a Toronto Raptor. Is done. Uh, I think this Toronto Raptor team is looking at a serious rebuild happening soon. Yep. So at this point, I would be okay with moving anybody 
except for Scotty Barnes. I'd like to hold him down, see what he can turn into. I'll take I'll take Pascal Siakam off your hands, please. Well, I think I I'm at this point, why why keep a guy like Siakam? He's just like he's got superstar talent. Put him on a place where he can win. You know what I mean? He's already won here. Don't get me wrong. Loved having him as a Toronto Raptor, but I think for him, the best thing for him would be I don't the guy doesn't want to go through a rebuild. You know what I mean? Send him away, and we're we're talking here. You can get a pretty goddamn good compensation for Pascal Siakam. I'm thinking something like a Donovan Mitchell package. We'll get, nah, you're not going to get that many picks. Three for sure. You'll get three first rounds for sure for him. I'll say two for sure, not three, because uh, they were getting. Uh, I don't. They think got they three getting, fucking first round pick offers for OG. Did they? I didn't think that they were from Pat. They got for two. They got it from um, Memphis and in uh, Indiana. Well, Memphis offered four or five for Mikel Bridges. Yeah, they Memphis, were. Memphis doesn't need the picks because they have Jaron Jackson, maybe John Moran. Who knows? Etc. This is all before we knew that John Morant loved waving pistols on I- IG. What do you think? Uh, what do you think Fred VanVleet will end up? I actually couldn't even like. I honestly don't even have a clue. I, yeah, that that's gonna be one of those guys where it's like he's gonna be favored to go to like Phoenix, Philly. I was gonna say I think he's gonna go somewhere. He'll be somewhere out west. I think after playing in Toronto too, I can almost guarantee it's gonna be somewhere predominantly hot. I don't know. Like, I'd say maybe Houston because I don't think James Harden's going to go back to Houston. No. And uh, did you? I guess well, we can get into that right after this. Did you hear? That apparently, Houston is uh, targeting Kyrie Irving if the James Harden. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Kyrie Irving's Kyrie, not going to Houston. Kyrie Irving's going to Phoenix. They say Kyrie's like favorite to go back to Dallas. Kyrie, I mean. This is just a combination of putting everything out there now. You know, we're just going to put it all out there. Chris Paul's going to get released if they can't yeah. find a trade for Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton, they're looking to dish out. I think it makes all the sense in the world that Kyrie Irving is going to be a Phoenix Sun and run it back with KD in Phoenix. Yeah, this actually is going to be a pretty exciting offseason for... Um... What looks like it was going to be a very bland offseason is actually going to be pretty exciting. And we will take it. Okay, what else? Oh, I guess I forgot the other half of the Raptors news. Now, Robbie, I hope to God you know who the fuck this guy is because I need someone to enlighten me of what the hell the Raptors got here. They hired Memphis Grizzlies, uh, old assistant coach as their head coach. Uh, Let me just not butcher this guy's name. I have his last name, Rajakovich. But let me uh, get his full uh, name for you here folks because we know we do run a sports podcast I should probably have this one here not Rayo's Raptors head coach okay who's a Rayo Darko Rajakovic uh, sounds very Croatian if I was... actually it sounds quite familiar Rakovic I think he played in the NBA Darko Rakovic Serbian coach okay let's get a little bit of a history here on Mr. Darko Okay, career history. He is not but he was not a player. As a coach. Uh okay, these teams don't fucking matter. Starting <laughs> out in <laughs> they're all fucking U teams from Serbia. Uh starting out for teams that will know in 2014, he started his career as an Oklahoma City Thunder assistant coach. And that lasts till 2019. 2019 to 2020, he was the assistant coach of the Phoenix Suns. In 2020 to present, he has been Memphis Grizzlies assistant coach. So the guy does have nine years of coaching experience, none as a head coach per se, but 
head coaching record. He was, oh, was he a head coach somewhere? He was the head coach of the Tulsa 66ers of the G League for two seasons. Yippee. So, like I said, no experience whatsoever. Uh, I don't know what to expect from this guy. As a Raptor fan, honestly, I don't even give a fuck because I know where we're headed. We're headed to the demise. It's going to be a rough couple years for the Raps. Maybe a rough decade. Who knows? But all I know is we got our championship. We got our ring. And yes, I know it was about five years ago. But it still goddamn counts. Yeah, uh, the only way to get coaching experience is by actually doing it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's true. And you know what? I guess last time we hired a first-time head coach, it kind of worked out in our favor. Yeah, I think Philly's going to regret that hiring. I think he's overrated. Well, that uh, that kind of wraps up the NBA. That, uh, that... Okay. Damian you... Lillard. Do you think he's going to be in Miami or Brooklyn? Damian Lillard? Yep. Ooh. I... I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going to say Miami. Why? Because I don't like Brooklyn. Well, I'll tell you what. Either way, it's good for the Nets because if they don't get Dame, they're getting Chris Paul. And the reason I say that is because Chris Paul is really, really, really good friends with Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. I don't think he's going to go over to the Lakers like I anticipate with LeBron James because both of them need the ball in their hands. And I think Chris Paul's smart enough to know that I don't know if he could play necessarily as a sidekick at this stage of his career. What Chris yeah. Paul can do with Brooklyn is help the development of everybody between Bridges, Johnson, Cam Thomas, if he stays, Claxton, if he stays, and Ben Simmons, more importantly. If it's not if it's not the Nets, I don't know where else he would go. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, well, I mean, really, he's going to have a lot of options because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of teams calling for uh, Mr. Chris Paul. We're talking about one of the best point guards the last 20 years. Oh, God, dude, I saw, this is why I hate the Knicks. Like, he'd be a great asset off of our bench. Chris Paul is not going to go to a team where he's coming off the bench, bro. Stop. Chris Paul is still a top 10 point guard. Or if he was going to do something like that to himself, he would go to a team where he's pretty much guaranteed to win a championship. I mean, maybe he goes back to the Clippers if they don't bring back Russ. That's a good observation, too. Maybe he goes back to where he had his best chance prior to Houston. Or not Houston, excuse me. Well, Houston, too. He had a good chance in Houston. He had a good chance everywhere he's played because Chris Paul is just that damn good. Yeah, it, it would be really nice to see that guy win something before the end of his career. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. You and never know. You just <laughs> never know. But yeah, like we said, we got game five tonight, folks. Um, by the time the next podcast comes out, whether this evening does go game seven, NBA is going to be done. NBA is going to be over. Which leads us into the next topic will hockey be over with Zachary it's hockey talk with Zachary oh hockey is also going to be over hockey is what are you smirking at over there uh I just want to see the Panthers pull it off since they whooped our ass you know what the thing is <sighs> this Vegas Golden Knights team I'm pretty goddamn confident was going to be any team that got into their way in this playoffs. I know I've said it before on this podcast. I, it's not cheating, but if they're doing that bullshit, long-term IR shit, 
where they had their $83 million salary cap and the season ended. And then you take Mark Stone and Jack Eichel off of the long-term IR. So they don't get counted towards the salary cap. And you essentially add another $16 million to your salary cap. Nonetheless, they're also playing their four string goaltender. It, it, it's kind of incredible to see how well this Aiden Hill kid's playing. Not to say that he's stealing games, dude, because Vegas is just so fucking good. Their fourth line, f- first line to fourth line is just absolutely incredible. March or so, who, uh, funny enough, you want to hear a good story about March or so, who I think is, if they do win, I think has a very good chance of being the Conn Smythe winner. Guess what team March or so came from in the expansion draft? Maple Leafs. The Florida Panthers. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. So he is still remembering that, I guess, that they left him up for expansion. He is really fucking sticking it to his old team. I think Vegas has this. I think Vegas is going to win next game, game five as well. Um, And I'm going to say it, man. What a disappointing finals for both NBA and NHL. I know they're not over yet, but these have just been, in my opinion, just fucking awful. Blowouts in both series. I just Twitter right now about the NBA finals, Zach. Yeah. Game four was the lowest viewed NBA finals game since 2007, game four. Doesn't Don't surprise me point. one bit. Does not surprise me one bit. Like when I think last Monday, they lost seven to two. They got killed. You know what the problem with the Panthers right now, though, is they're. It's like they're trying too hard to to be the bullies. And it, the, that's another problem, too, with Vegas. You can't bully them. And you want to know why you can't bully Vegas? Because they're all tough Canadians, baby. I'm going to hit you with some trivia here, Robbie. The number one, uh, the team with the number one most Canadians in the NHL on their roster this season, Vegas Golden Knights. They had 17 Canadians on their roster. The team with the number two most Canadians on their roster this year in the NHL. Can you take a guess? Florida, Florida Panthers with 14. I when well, I was in, the Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. That doesn't that that, that what do you, listen to what I just said. You yes, your stupid American teams are winning it, but they're ran by. Canadian hockey players. I had this fucking loser in Punta Cana saying that to me. Well, you Canadians have one since 93. I was like, buddy, look at every fucking Stanley Cup roster winning team from 93 till now. I bet you the only one that's not predominantly Canadian is when Washington Capitals won. And then maybe LA Kings, they're probably predominantly American, those franchises. The rest of them, I'm going to assume mostly Canadian. So yeah. Right. And let's move on. Canada definitely is like the fucking land of hockey, no doubt about it. You got I mean, that it's right, cold up there every winter, no matter what. So I mean, what do you expect? I mean, we got places in America that are eighty degrees in the winter. Eighty degrees. So yeah, the Stanley Cup is going to be in the building on Tuesday night. Um, moving on from that, Robbie, you take this one away, buddy, because I know you're excited to talk about this. Apparently Hartford is making a push to, what is it? Purchase the Arizona Coyotes or relocate them to Hartford. But what's the, uh, what's, what's going on here? Governor Ned Lamont, as I'm reading a, uh, I was trying to listen to this, but it's like a 10 minute long thing. I'm not going to listen to all that. And maybe if it would pause, it'd be a freaking beautiful thing. Thank you. Okay. 
According to News Channel 8 in Connecticut, Governor Ned Lamont, uh, in an interview on uh, This Week Connecticut, told Dennis House he has a group in place to buy the troubled Arizona Coyotes and relocate them to Hartford. The team will replace the Hartford Whalers, which left for North Carolina in 1997. Lamont said the XL Center would be refurbished to accommodate the NHL, but is it enough? Zach, I'm telling you right now, a lot has changed since the 90s, okay? Connecticut, the Hartford Yard Goats, the AA team that no one knows about whatsoever, for consecutive years have won the best minor league stadium Across all of baseball, because number one, it is a very fun stadium. That was there Friday, hammered, and the stadium itself is just incredible, and it's selling out. It's selling out almost every night, and the Yard Goats aren't the best minor league team by any stretch of the imagination. In Hartford, with everything that's going on with UConn, I think sports has really picked up compared to what it was in the 90s. I think a lot of people didn't really appreciate what they had to where it's been 30 years and they're selling out the arena for AHL team, the Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah. And that's only because they're closed off the second section because I don't know how the tens thing is supposed to work in the AHL. That's supposed to be a certain amount of numbers. I don't know. There's no doubt in my mind that maybe the second section gets filled up too. But I'll tell you, the XL Center does need a lot. And I mean, a lot of work. The seats are 40 to 50 years outdated. The outside of the stadium is atrocious and there's it's it's really dangerous to walk up and down all these stairs. Yeah, that's it's, that's going to be a, a lot of work. Bill. So I have a feeling us taxpayers are going to pay for it. I have a feeling that maybe they'll find a couple of high um high executives from local businesses in Hartford. But Get damn some it, investors in there. Damn it. Someone call up Steve Cohen. Someone call up Steve Cohen. I mean, the dude is low with money and he lives in Greenwich. Someone call up Uncle Stevie and tell him to buy the the, the coyotes to bring him to Hartford. Yeah, Stevie, toss up a good old... I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if they'll be toss able to call him. Toss out a cool him. Billy. I don't know if they'll be able to call him the Whalers because they called him the Whalers to the AHL team. And then I got a whole feedback from well, because Carolina technically the Hartford Whalers are now the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. So, so we probably wouldn't uh, be able to call them the Whalers. So we probably call them the Whales instead because that's what they were doing. I believe that's the Carolina Hurricanes now. But yeah, um, that it's gonna be interesting to see. So. There might be a chance. There might there be a chance. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I feel like at this point with Arizona turning point, down. If you don't come to Hartford, then just bring them to a city that really deserves them because exactly. it's embarrassing. Get them out of Arizona because this is a fucking, just, this is a joke. That it, city it doesn't deserve worked. to have a hockey team. It hasn't worked and it's not going to. Arizona is just not a hockey town. It's not, it's not even really a baseball town. It's barely even a football town. The only reason they're into basketball is because the, the Suns are doing good. Like They don't yeah. sell off their games for the Cardinals games even when they were really good. And speaking of Arizona... Um, I can't remember what his position was with the Arizona Coyotes, but I know he was a part of their management team. Toronto Maple Leafs have locked up their new assistant GM. They have hired Austin Matthews' childhood favorite player, Shane Doan, as their new assistant GM. Very fitting to go into the uh, into the month of Austin Matthews and really Nylander, but more so Austin Matthews, I guess, for the Shane Doan connection, doing his contract negotiation. To have his idol there alongside now negotiating 
I well, I guess sort of against him, but they'll be part of the negotiating process. And it just gives him a face that he's familiar with. I think this is pretty big to bring him back. I mean, realistically, I there's if I was to take a wild guess what Austin Matthews is going to sign, I think he's going to pull a shitty move on the Leafs and he's going to ask for a three-year deal and he's going to make whatever McKinnon makes, he'll make, I think he'll make $13 million a year for three years. Maybe he won't sign eight years. That's, that's my guarantee. It, the most he'll sign for would be another five-year deal. That that would be my guess. Okay. So maybe with Shane Doan coming there, it makes that a little bit longer because I'm thinking it's going to be three It'll be curious to see what's going to happen with him, but I think that I'm a big fan of hiring Shane Doan. I mean, obviously the guy knows a shit ton about hockey. I don't really know what he's like as an assistant GM or in the management position because really Arizona has been kind of a dumpster fire for the last fucking Fairly. decade. But I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. Um, the, the thing that's making me a little bit worried, though, is I'm it's it's now almost July. We're not really almost July, but we're halfway through June. And... Uh, why the fuck is Sheldon Keefe still a part of the team? Why is he yeah, still the coach? I told you he wasn't going to get fired, dude. I told you. It's it's so stupid to me. It's so stupid. I'll tell you right now, though, I was thinking about it the other day, at least next year, there's going to be no Kerfoot. There's going to be no Justin Hall. There's going to be no, I'm hoping no Matt Murray. They can find a way to move that contract. Um, It's going to be an exciting uh, team for the, or exciting offseason for the Leafs, I think, to see what they're going to acquire. And speaking of goalies, holy assless chaps, do we have some big fucking news about goaltenders? Yeah, I sent you that immediately. The second do we I have saw some that. big news about goaltenders because I'm going to say top three, the best goalies in the league, the past probably five seasons now, maybe not so much last year. This year, goddamn guaranteed, Connor Hellebuck not interested in signing a contract extension or renewing a contract in any shape or form with the Winnipeg Jets. Holy shit. That's not who I was talking about. I was talking about Corey Hart. Oh, Carter Hart. Yeah, that's right. I actually forgot to even add that in there. Two big goalies. Carter Hart is apparently, uh, as they traded, Philadelphia traded. Hold on. We'll get into that one second. Sorry. Connor Hellebuck. That guy, first and foremost, I would love to say come to the Leafs. There's no chance the Leafs are going to be able to afford Yeah. He is going to be looking at like a, He'll be an $8 million a year goalie. That'll, that'll be my guess. Testing the free agency is going to get fucking paid by somebody. But you know what? Now that I say that, though, maybe not because he also he did also say that he wants to go to a team that's ready to win a Stanley Cup. That's a contender. A lot of teams that are contenders, unfortunately, don't have $8 million to hand out to a goalie, even if you are one of the top goalies in the league. It, I mean, if the Leafs can do something to fucking move some money around and get him for six, seven million a year, six million maybe if he could, you know, if he really wants to win, takes a bit of a discount. Like we're looking at one of the best goalies in the league. For him to just for him to test the free agency, you don't really normally see that with goalies of that caliber. So it'll be it'll be very curious for me to see where he does end up. I know there's going to be a shit ton of teams fucking asking for him or shit ton of teams trying to make contract offers for him. Which means if he's if he wants to win. He'll take less money, but if he wants the money, he is going to get fucking paid. Paid by one team. I don't know what team that is. I do not know what team that is. But whoever it is, if you... We'll have to do like a big breakdown. Before free agency starts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with, uh, NHL and NBA. And I'll tell you what else we got to do, Zach. I did with Kyle last year. 
We're going to have to do like our top 40 quarterbacks in the, uh, the NFL. That was fun last year. I think I okay. still have my list. Ironic. Do that. I think I still have the list. You keep going. I'll let you yeah, know if I have um, Actually, well, segueing to what you were just talking about. Go ahead. Hart, Philadelphia Flyers, they traded uh, Ivan Provorov to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who just a day before that did a sign-and-trade and acquired Damon Severinsen. So Columbus Blue Jackets are just really bolstering up that that blue line. But nonetheless, they're still the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're probably still going to be a dog shit organization. They hire, they're hiring Mike fucking Babcock as a coach. So I got no respect for that. Oh, no. Team. Yeah, I remember you were saying. But you know what? I don't even want to talk about that, that sick defensive core they have. Fuck you, Columbus, you fucking losers. Moving on. Um, Ivan Provorov gets traded. And then... Right after that, it's also reported that they're also trying to work out a trade for Carter Hart. This is a guy that is a lot more achievable for teams at the Toronto Maple Leafs, in my opinion. Obviously, the guy's a hell of a goalie. Do not get me wrong. He is no Connor Hellebuck. That We're just going to see that right now. Call a spade a spade. But he is, in my opinion, a top 10 goalie in the league. When he's playing, when he's on fire, maybe even top five. Well, top five is a bit of a stretch. Averages out, I, I would put him in the top 10. He's playing on a dog shit fucking Philadelphia Flyers team, so the stats might be a little bit inflated. But I would love to see that guy in the blue and white. I would love to see that guy out of Philadelphia. I think give him a fresh start, and he is going to soar. He is going to show that he is an incredible goaltender. And I, I give it, I, I think by the time we do this podcast next week, he will have a new home. All right, you heard it here first on the Sports Cave. So lots and lots of moving going to happen this offseason, folks. This is going to be a very, very exciting NHL free agency. Obviously, we have to get through the finals first. Um, and then we're going to wait and see. We're just going to wait and see where everyone goes. But I think this finals is done next game in Vegas, which will be Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Makes sense. And last but not least for the hockey news, uh, the Calgary Flames, after they fired Daryl Sutter, have hired their new head coach. Uh, Ryan Huska, who has been the head coach of their AHL team now since 2014. So I guess it was a matter of time. You got to give this guy a shot. Uh, Calgary with an extremely disappointing season this year with the players acquired in the offseason. The Kachuk trade. Missing the playoffs. I mean, it's just terrible, terrible, terrible year for Calgary. Bringing a new guy. I totally understand why you fire Sutter. The guys did not want to play for a guy like Sutter. Coaches like that are just, they got to get out of this league. They, this is not an old man's club anymore. You can't be a fucking prick and a dick to all your players and expect for them to rally behind you and want to go out there and play their heart out for you night in, night out. It's just not the way it works anymore. You got to show these guys respect now. So I think the trade, I, I think the hire is going to do well for him. I really don't know much about this Ryan Huska guy. I don't know what his systems are, if he's more defensive, more offensive. But uh, congratulations, you're getting your first track or first crack uh, at head coaching in the National Hockey League, Mr. Ryan Huska. Congratulations, sir. And that right there concludes some hockey talk. And now, for... talk pardon me? I said there was a hell of a lot to talk about in hockey there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a, uh... a lot of those things you brought up for our avid hockey listeners. They would never gotten it for me. So you definitely bring the hockey knowledge for everybody here, Zachary. That's what I do, baby. So if you're a hockey fan, you're welcome. Okay. I'm uh 
this contract signing I got from the sports cave. Uh, let me tell you, it doesn't pay very well, but uh, I bring the uh, <laughs> I bring the hockey nets or hockey sense to the show, and Robbie's pretty much got the rest of it. Well, thanks. I uh, hope you uh, have Twitch open, by the way, because my phone was at eight percent, so I had to uh, turn the Twitchy poo off. But guys, we are going to end this bitch off with some NFL. Or did you want to actually real quickly? Before we get in the NFL, because the NFL, we got a little bit to talk, extensive to talk about. I just quickly want to talk to you about uh, Lionel Messi turning down three years, yeah. $1.6 billion from the Saudi League to go join Inter Miami. And now I'm hearing some rumors circling that Inter Miami is now going after Sergio Busquets. Um, who the f- Luis Suarez was another name I saw. They're appara- apparently trying to go after. Oh. I mean, David they- Beckham, one of the all-time greatest Manchester United players of all time, who then transferred over into the MLS when it was first founded and played with the LA Galaxy, is one of the founding owners of Inter Miami. This would bring soccer to a whole new stratosphere in America because yeah. America, popularity by sport, you can argue either way. Obviously, number one is probably going to be the NFL. You could argue basketball, baseball, two and three, um, because Baseball has done very well in their World Series uh, ratings, more so than the NBA Finals. Um, then you can you can argue college football maybe is up there and college basketball, but you're getting the point. What I'm saying here is that soccer is probably also behind hockey. Like soccer, yeah. when you think of all time great USA soccer players, you think of Michael Bradley, Donovan, probably the best. Nobody likes Michael Bradley. Let's be honest. <laughs> TFC baby. Landon Donovan's probably number one, followed by uh, Tim Howard or Clint Dempsey, whoever you want to go from there, followed by Josie Altidore, even now Christian Pulisic. But how do you grow the game of soccer? Well, you have to spend a ton of money and give these guys a lot of crazy lucrative deals where I know Messi's going to miss out on the billion dollars. It's not like Messi really needs the the money. No, and you know what? It's, he's Same a family Ronaldo. man. And... You're going to have less backlash on you to come to America than you are to play for Saudi Arabia. Ronaldo got a lot of backlash. I'm sure Kareem Benzema is going to get a lot of backlash. Yeah. And the MLS has brought in some studs in the past couple of years. Wayne Rooney, I think, played for D.C. Didier Drogba, I believe, was out in, um, in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Sergio Ramos, don't quote me on it, I think was looking to come in here. But I don't know how America is attracting these guys, but Miami's a great spot to live if you're Lionel Messi. So yeah, if you like Latina tits and just ten out of tens walking all over the place, Miami is the place to be. So I think the MLS with under Messi's leadership at this point has a significant chance to grow. The problem is. You won't see me spending five hundred dollars. No, I I'll honestly, watch- I, I think it is such BS. The way they, the, how is the average? How is the poor man's child who wants daddy to take him to go see his favorite soccer player to ever live? Because now he's in the states, but dad doesn't make good amount of money to where he could spend $500 to sit all the way at the top. And I get it's a 20,000 seat stadium. I get it. But I guarantee you when he comes to New York, when they go to Yankee stadium for NYC FC, when they go 
to go play the revolution at Gillette Stadium and all these state and they you know it's like well unfortunately Robbie the uh the businessman doesn't give a fuck about the poor man trying to take his kid there he's trying to make as much money so as possible sad. it's so sad I agree with you it's disgusting what they have the amount they're selling these tickets for it's absolutely disgusting and if you're a scalper I fucking hope I hope that you, yeah, you get rot scalped. in fucking hell because you are the worst type of human being. Adolf Hitler, scalper. Adolf Hitler, scalper. For those that are just listening in the audio, I'm saying scalpers are just under the man that murdered 60 million Jewish people. Okay? That's how fucking bad they are. Oh, my okay? goodness. I'll let you go on, King. Go on. No, these guys are fucking scumbags, though. Like, absolute scumbags. I've been a Leaf fan for how many goddamn years? I can barely even afford to go watch a game buying the tickets from their price. And then you dirty cocksuckers buy out all the tickets and sell them for what? $200 more, $150 more. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, I was going to say something super mean, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to say something that's going to give you some bad karma. Okay. All I'm going to say is go fuck yourself. You um, I, mean, I will say there's probably a good chance not a good chance it's gonna be a great chance the ratings are going to go up and i might actually watch a couple mls games so i could see Lionel messi because the other thing that sucks is premier league games that come on saturdays here in america they start at 9 a.m i mean it's not like set my alarm to wake up to watch chelsea well chelsea fucking sucks that's besides the point you know what yeah I mean? i'm not it's a chelsea like- fan next year i'm choosing a different team wait wait, wait. you were a chelsea fan yeah i told you i, I said because you're a leaf fan i was going to join chelsea well, don't leave. All right, fine. I'll stick with this fucking dog shit organization. You, know, you, you already gave me permission when the Whalers, you know, joined them. I'm, I'm banning ship. I will. I will never hate the Leafs, but I am a Whalers fan. Can I like Chelsea and Arsenal? Or are they, are they like rivals? I think they're nobody likes Chelsea in, in the Premier League. No one. Because I, I, I was I was cheering for Arsenal because I have a few buddies that are Arsenal fans. I'm in Arsenal. I hate Man City. I hate Manchester United. Yeah, I don't like Man City either because they uh they fucked up uh AFC Richmond in the first season of uh Ted Lasso. Okay. Yeah. I know it's an unreal team, guys, but it made me feel real emotions. All right, from football to football. Yes, sir. Okay, football. Well, obviously we have to start with the biggest fucking news in the NFL that came out this week. And uh it just goes to show you that if you are a running back in this NFL. You are not safe. You are not safe. Mr. Dalvin Cook. What are you going to say? Top five running back in the leagues right now? Top three, maybe? Top five. Has been released by the Minnesota Vikings. And he now joins. I took a screenshot of it today. The absolute onslaught of running backs that are available in this free agency. Let me just go through a couple names for you here. That's one of them. Dalvin Cook. Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, J.D. McKissick, Mark Ingram. Uh, I know the buddy from uh, who's the buddy from the Lions. He was on an option list, so I don't know if he's like a free agent. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is with the Saints. Oh, never mind. Uh, you that, could add uh, James Robinson because the Patriots released him today. James Robinson going to be added to this list too. Kenyon Drake, I see on here. Um, that those are kind of the only names that I remember that Mark I can. Probably going to retire. I saw that on Twitter today, but uh, 
the Vikings, I mean, excuse me, Dalvin Cook, the one thing you always get out of Dalvin Cook, unfortunately, he misses some games. But when Dalvin Cook's out there, he is one of the Yeah, he's a game changer. In football. I mean, we're talking when he's out there, it's almost like it's a guaranteed win every damn week because the guy can run, he can receive well, and this also comes off a torn ACL in college and the NFL, and he's still a top five running back. Yeah. The Vikings, I, I guess what really is screwing the Vikings over is the new market for wide receivers. And they know that if they want to keep Justin Jefferson, they're going to have to make him the highest paid wide receiver in football. And that's why they're dumping out Dalvin Cook. That's why they're they're not bringing back Adam Thielen. That's why they dumped out... Um, um, Smith, Zedarius uh, Smith over to Cleveland. Booyah, baby. Guys, because they know that they're going to have to lock up Justin Jefferson. Speaking of which, did you see um, PFF yeah, released? PFF released their... Uh, the what? Are you talking about the Browns logo? Oh, I, I do like that Browns logo, but I was oh, talking yeah. about they released their... um The PFF released the rankings for the, uh, the top uh, pass rushers in the league. I was scared. They have Miles Garrett number one, and then they had uh, Zadarius Smith at number 16, I believe. Yeah, Zadarius Smith is very good. So, I mean, if you're a quarterback facing Cleveland, you better fucking be wary next year, buddy. Because you got two, you got a two-headed monster coming at you. It's a step up from JV on Clowney. They're both coming off the edge. Yeah, thank God. Fuck you, Clowney, you clown. Uh, Where he fits in best, there's so many teams, and everyone, you know, maybe you're going to be like our good friend Ant who says that D-Hop's going to be an eagle, which I don't think is going to happen whatsoever the best teams to land dalvin cook i'm going to say number one has to be the miami dolphins yeah they never to get dalvin cook number two i know you just signed um former patriot damian harris buffalo yeah buffalo should learn a strong lesson from last year about not trying to acquire mccaffrey because you got a fucking running back like him buffalo is easily winning a super bowl last year if they have mccaffrey as a running back I don't Arguably, think there's any fans about it. It's a good argument to make. And um, let's be honest here. Damian Harris, he's okay Damian at Harris best. Damian Harris is a stud. He is a stud. I'm telling he's you, okay that's a best. damn good runner. But he ain't Dalvin Cook. No, God, no. Dalvin Cook's a generational talent. We'll say something like that along those lines. And from there, I mean, depending on if it's just like a shocker, because it's going to lead into our next conversation, I think. If Saquon is going to play these games to the Giants, the Giants should look at Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that don't know, the games that Saquon is playing that Robbie is talking about is Saquon is contemplating sitting out all of next season if his contract talks are, keep or, or at a stall like they are right now. Right now, the so. Giants have the franchise tag to use. Uh, Saquon's already threatened to sit out the season if that does happen. Saquon was offered two contracts at two different times last season, right as the season ended and the trade deadline. Reports came out that it was $12.5 million. He says he's not trying to change the market. He says he's just trying to be respected. The highest paid running back in football is Christian McCaffrey at $16 million per year. So if you're not changing the market, then what what does it boil down to? Is it the guaranteed money in the contract? Is it the years? Like we need to know what it is that um he's looking for. And if you ask me, 
Some people think the leverage is in the Giants' hands. I'll tell you what. If the Giants don't bring in Dalvin Cook and Saquon sits out, you're going to see the real side of Daniel Jones. I'm sorry. Saquon was great at the pass block, and Daniel Jones benefited beginning the season when Saquon was running the ball efficiently and it opened up the passing game. The Giants still don't have that clear-cut WR1. They brought in Darren Waller. That's great. Darren yeah. Waller has a history of injuries, a history where he misses significant time of the season to go alongside with Sterling Shepard. Fantastic. Just what New York Giants need, right? And you know yeah. they're not even in the uh, conversation to bring in DeAndre Hopkins? Damn. Like, he's not even on their list. I'm curious to see where Hopkins goes. Well, he just met with the Tennessee Titans last night. Things went well, but but no deal was agreed upon. Now, reports are indicating at some point this week he's going to meet up with the Patriots, and it won't surprise me, meets up with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's going to boil down to the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. DeAndre Hopkins has always had that big respect for Bill Belichick, and everyone really is like, well, he said he wants to play with the combo quarterback. Mac Jones' numbers absolutely went down. I'm not saying them. You heard me last year saying, if you were listening to the show avidly, Mac Jones' numbers are down and not performing well because he had a defensive coordinator as his offensive coordinator to go alongside Joe Judge, who was taking knees inside of his own 10-yard line as the head coach for a football team. What do you want him to do? Yeah, he wasn't exactly set up up for success. That's um... No, his numbers went down drastically, and I know that he also missed some games because he had the um, the high ankle sprain, so he only played 14 instead of the 17 his rookie year. He was 6-8 and as the starter last year. Completion percentage went down 2%. Passing yards went down nearly 1,000. His touchdown percentage went down a full point. He had 14 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, but Mac Jones performed well and Thanksgiving, he had some games where he performed well. But now you bring an offensive coordinator when DeAndre Hopkins already has respect for Bill Belichick and had his best years with Bill O'Brien in Houston, who is now the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. When then you're looking at a receiver set with Juju Smith, DeAndre Hopkins, Kendrick Bourne, Thornton with Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki at tight ends, and Ramondre Stevenson, I'm telling you, Zach... I really believe the Patriots could win 11 games. Well, that's not going to happen. They bring in DeAndre Hopkins. It's a better chance. Yeah, you got a better chance. You ain't going to win no 11 games with Mac Jones as your quarterback. Hate to tell you. Yeah, well, at least our quarterback's not a. What? A fucking legend who finger fucked like 26 masseuses. So what? So what? Me off of here. I don't want to be a part of this. Deshaun. Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. There's that's my there quarterback, so, baby. There's so much wrong with you. That's my quarterback. No, because he didn't do nothing wrong. Okay. These bitches want to get some money off a of motherfucker. And what does he do? Well, I guess he inevitably did end up paying, but. He didn't get criminally charged. He got acquitted of all of them. So shut up and drop it. Okay? What's next? Last but not least for our episode today, 
Josh Allen graces the cover of Madden 24. Welcome to the curse. I was going to say that's if I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, I don't know if I like that. Um, Even you know what? Cover Madden, he couldn't win the Super Bowl. So welcome to the curse. We got to talk about Josh Allen here a little bit because we're talking about a guy that was a zero-star recruit out of high school. Didn't get any offers from any big schools. So what does he do? He goes and plays Juco. And then after one year at Juco, he does well enough where he's able to get one offer from one school. And I can't remember what's, whatever school he played for in the NCAA. I can't. Wyoming. Wyoming was the only school to offer him any sort of deal or any sort of scholarship to come and play football for him in the you NCAA. Know, the only, uh, market to um to bring him in before a draft day. Who? Yeah. Barstool Sports. What do you mean? He didn't get any interviews with ESPN, with Fox. Oh, Barstool Sports brought him in, you're saying. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, look at him now. I mean, the guy's obviously he's a freak show talent. Allegedly. I don't think he's as good as what everyone makes him out to be, if we're going to be honest with one another. I think he's the Philip Rivers of the NFL. He is very good, don't get me wrong. But I mean, Correct. people are looking so like, Rivers. Like in my opinion, the, the there's two quarterbacks that are far and far ahead of, of any other quarterbacks in these leagues right now, and that's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> Do you agree with that? Yeah, I thought you were no, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, I haven't seen him. Have, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is making. He's making his. He's making his way up there. But I think right now there's a two-headed monster at the top, and then there's a lot of very good quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong, but I think those two are just so far ahead. Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, I I'm putting Deshaun Watson in there. I know he hasn't looked that good uh, as, a, as a Cleveland as a Cleveland Brown, but I'm putting I him in I'm there. Russell Wilson in there too. Then. Might as well fucking right put Russell Wilson in there. I can guarantee after this season, you'll see that he is a legend too. Now that he has a comparable coach, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, that's going to be a lethal duo. What about Dak Prescott? You putting Dak in there? Fuck no. Dak Prescott is a fucking loser. Sorry, Isaiah. He sucks. I saw, I keep seeing these quarterback lists where they have him in in the top 10, some even in like the top eight. I'm like, what the fuck are you people looking at? What are we watching here? Same. I'd rather have Daniel Jones than Dak Prescott if we're <laughs> breaking it down. I'm sorry, Isaiah. I, I got to open my Twitch now for this one. Tell him the truth shall set you free, my brother. I just uh, it, it, I just don't understand. Now, we're talking Dak Prescott a few years ago before all these injuries. Yeah, we're talking about a hell of a fucking quarterback, but he is not the same guy. He's nowhere near as mobile. He makes a shit ton of mistakes. All right. And we're coming, <laughs> fuck you, Zach. And we're coming here. I'm coming here cheering for a team that has had shitty quarterbacks for a long time. So I know what a shitty quarterback looks like. And unfortunately, Isaiah, that is Dak Prescott. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to stay true. So Dak- you think, what do you say about Daniel Jones? You know what? I, I that I kind of take back as well because I, I Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott, in my opinion, he made Ant hop on because here comes sick. Ant. Here comes Ant. He made Ant hop uh-oh, on. Uh oh, uh oh. I'm getting ganged up on by a couple of cowgirls fans. No, Ant is an Eagles fan. Ant, fucking right. So, what do you think about Dak Prescott, Ant? I want to hear what you have to say about uh, 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Diggity Dak. Hi, Chloe. 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 Hi, Chloe. Uh, Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback. Dak Prescott threw a career high in interceptions last year. Dak Prescott has to learn how to be the quarterback, uh, how to be a passing quarterback because years prior, he was able to scramble in the outside of the pocket and make things happen with his feet. Not anymore since all the injuries. Um, yeah. Dak Prescott right now is not a top 10 quarterback, but is he top 15? Debatable. I'll tell you one thing. I think I'll give him Jared, top 15. I think Jared Goff's better than Dak Prescott. I'm going to just come out and say right now. You know what? I agree with you on that one. Jared Goff was a damn stud last year for the Detroit Lions. And that's a team that's making the playoffs this year, Detroit. That's a team that's going to do some damage. And I look at that, that new fucking running back. No, I don't know if they're going to do damage because they didn't improve defensively. And I really do think that they made the mistake by not bringing back um, Jamal Williams. I, okay, they may, but from what I'm hearing, man, this fucking new running back they drafted is going to be a, uh, just an absolute weapon. So maybe they know something we don't. Because obviously, if you're going to let a guy like Jamal Williams go, there's there's a good reason for it. And Swift, because they got Montgomery and Gibbs. Yeah. So... Very, very okay. interesting to see. Isaiah, I want to thor- thoroughly apologize for... Uh, for ruining your night there. Um, hey, you can tell me how much the Browns suck, because I know. Is Amari Cooper better wide receiver than CeeDee Lamb, Zachary? No, obviously not. I mean, he might be a better route runner. But, Who's uh, better? Because this will, spark, this will spark debate between these two. Who's a better wide receiver, A.J. Brown or CeeDee Lamb? I'm probably going to go CeeDee Lamb, to be honest with you, out of those two. <laughs> there, I mean, they're well, they're both fucking absolutely fantastic, but I mean, AJ Brown's got Jalen Hurst thrown to him, and CD Lamb's got retarded Dak Prescott thrown to him. So, <laughs> and he's able to. He had he had Ryan Tannehill thrown him the football. I mean, Ryan e. Tannehill. Oh yeah, that's true. I know here. I don't know. Like I said, both are good. But the, by the your reaction, I made a completely horrible choice. Is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you, you might. We might have to test you for being a total retard. Okay, now I'm going to go top rank yeah, wide receivers. Up, I'm going looking up stats from last year because let's keep it fair. Yay. Let's see. Last year, uh, C.D. Lamb had 11 more targets than A.J. Brown, and he had 107 receptions to A.J. Brown's 88. A.J. Brown had... Nearly 1,500 receiving yards. CeeDee Lamb had 1,359. A.J. Brown was averaging 17 yards per reception to CeeDee Lamb's 12.7. CeeDee Lamb's longest reception was 39 yards to A.J. Brown's 78. CeeDee had 30 30 20-yard receptions to CeeDee. Hold on. CeeDee Lamb had 30 20-yard receptions to A.J. Brown's 45. Okay, maybe A.J. Brown's a better choice. CD Lamb had nine touchdowns to uh, AJ Brown's eleven. I feel like maybe I was just trying to get some point, some brownie points back with uh with Isaiah on that one. Do you regret it? Well, I mean, hey, uh, I mean, we're if, if we're choosing between AJ Brown and CD Lamb, I mean, it's even as a consolation prize, you're still getting a fucking hell of a wide receiver. But I guess if I could make my choice back, I'd probably take AJ Brown. There you go. I'm glad I could teach you something, Zachary. See, we're learning here, folks. Yeah, you have a lot. Oh, now Ant's pissed at me. For fuck's sake, it's just a lose-lose situation in this motherfucker. You know what that is, folks? It's 826. It is 826. We have 
the NBA Finals Game 5 coming up right here, folks. And you know what? I know you guys want to go and watch it. I know you guys are done listening to me and Robbie blabble on. Or so of you after that take. Blabble on. Shut the fuck up. Blabble on for two hours here. But I know you motherfuckers had some fun with us tonight, all right? I know you guys had some fun. Never compared to a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Aunt Aunt Isaiah, Dad, Steve, Marcus, thank you guys for uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, come join us. John Brazel, nice seeing you in the chat here, my friend. And if uh, you're new, as we're concluding here, give us a follow. We're live every Monday at 630. And that's is all we have for you folks tonight here with another Monday night episode of the Sports Cave wrapped up like my dick on a Friday night as I'm pounding some pussy. Sorry, folks, I had to let one more of those go before we left here for the night. Guys, what an episode we had. What an episode. We will see you guys next Monday. Stay sexy, Sports Cave.